And welcome to Nerds of Square Circle. We are your host. I am Snarf Chris. And I'm Sam Cherico. No do as a headband. I think that's just the norm now. His Thanks. pride is too hurt after Battleground. I yeah, Battleground. Uh, when's the last time he's had the belt? Oh, I don't know. Did he have the belt? It was so long ago. Does it really count if you can't remember the rain? Um, so we did do a podcast last week, but we did our picks between us, and we didn't post them for some strange reason. I, I don't know. Last week, yeah, okay. Last so week was just a really messed up It was a very week. crazy week. Uh, I think we're pretty consistent in our inconsistencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So bear with us. But, so um, thank you for the people that sent in their picks, even though we didn't do picks. Y'all are wanna... better than us. So we did do our picks between us, um, and lo and behold... Sam lost. And there's there's got to be, there's something you need to tell me. There's, there's, uh. What? What's wrong, Chris? There's pieces. You don't seem happy. There's pieces of the belt. Did you out. win the belt? Are I you did, happy? I, I that, did win the belt. Did you win? Congratulations, I guess. And now you gave me. Uh, I was very upset that my streak is over. I think all of the world listening was rooting for me to retain. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody yeah. cares at all. But uh, I'm just glad not to hear you have to gloat about it anymore. So I did have a prepared, notarized note to be read, but I decided to just beat up the belt instead. So what really happened to the belt? You put something on it? I smashed it with a hammer, of course. Does it not? Does it look too... It's, it looks okay. There's looks some, like there's the, some pieces like the, missing. Like the, hoard, the crown's gone. The uh, old hard, uh, hardcore belt. So we'll put some tape around it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, make it look cool. So anyway, I am the new champion of Nerds of Square Circle. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I'll keep yeah. it all the way until SummerSlam, at least. If you hear crickets, it's not it's not an audio effect. That's actually what happened <laughs> in the studio. Before we like get into like Battleground and everything, like, I was listening to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast last week, yeah. and something came up on there that I didn't even realize. Uh, the Chris Benoit stuff, and that's what we're just going to call it. The stuff. The stuff. I guess that, I mean, it's really hard a better to, way to say describe it? The, the murder-suicide. <sighs> so so it, it feels bad when I say that. Uh, mm-hmm. Happened 10 years ago now. Wow. 10 years ago. Oh my ago. God, it did. Yeah. It's uh, July 2007. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, actually, in it was around this time. It was either right before or after. I was at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. In 07, in yeah. July. So I don't remember if it was right when I got back or right before I went. Yeah. I found out about it. But I was out of wrestling by that time. Yeah. But it was all over the news. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he was um, a prominent wrestler at the time, one of the top guys. And then the obvious thing happened. Well, um, the so the weekend... That that all happened. WWE put out um, pay-per-view Night of Champions, and one of the matches that was booked for that show was Chris Benoit versus CM Punk for the ECW title. So he was in ECW at this time. Yeah, right. they had a, a vacated the belt, so it was like crowning a new champion. And from what I read, the idea was that they were going to have Benoit win, and he was going to be like the veteran top guy on ECW and have a top feud with CM Punk. It actually all. Thinking about it, sounds like it really would have worked. It would have been a good program. Um, yeah. So, and it was in, I think, Nashville, maybe Memphis, somewhere in Tennessee, which is not far from here. And a bunch of my friends wanted to go see the show because it was nearby. I I decided not to go. And at the show, when they announced the ECW title match, CM Punk came out, and then without any explanation or warning or anything like that, they just said, and his opponent, and then John Morrison came out. So when you're watching it, the audience is really disconnected from the match because it's just everyone's confused as to why Chris Benoit was not 
there. I mean, we all now know mm-hmm. the other stuff was going on, which I didn't know about because I didn't go to the show. And then the next night on Raw, I was working late or something like that, and I asked my brother to record the show back in. You know, I think it was probably way too beyond when uh, DVR, DVR or things like people, Kivo. people were probably using that, but I was archaic and was still like taping things in 2007, Good whatever God. that means. Yeah. Um, Tivo, I was, Tivo I was, was taping things like in. a few years ago. Um, <laughs> on the I, actual VCR. I was at a, uh, I was a, I was listening to a guy at work a few years, a couple, like a year ago and he was complaining about the quality of DVD when you play it on Blu-rays and he was trying to confide. He was like, Sam, don't you hate it when. You play uh, a DVD and Blu-ray, and the quality isn't as good. And then I said, I actually still use a VCR. Good God! And then man. he, the I've never seen blood drain from someone's face as much as when that happened. Okay, so anyway, so, so I asked my brother to record it. I got home from work and asked him if anything cool happened on Raw, and the look on his face was something that I'll never. It was so weird because I couldn't understand, what, but I could tell that like something ridiculous happened, and I didn't know what that thing kind of meant. Um, couldn't tell if it was good or bad. So you didn't like, see the news just or anything before that? No, I hadn't heard anything because okay. I was, I was working, I was working like 24 hours right, a day right, back right. then. So I put it on and when that happened, they were doing a thing where McMahon, Vince McMahon's character had was blown dead. up in yeah, a limousine. Yeah, yeah. So the, and they weren't doing three hour Raws, they were still on two hour Raws, but they would occasionally have special episodes of Raw where they were three hours. And it was going to be a three hour Raw with a special caveat of who killed vince mcmahon like there's gonna be like i don't know there's gonna be like a court thing like a, or things like trying Simpsons to figure out who episode. did it yeah, yeah something yeah. like that yeah um call in for it to be john cena and then they revealed the stuff that happened with ben well no one really knew the details of what exactly had happened they the only thing that anyone would be releasing was that benoit his wife and his son were all dead yeah. there were no other details so the show turned into just a tribute to chris benoit which was so weird because it was only like, what, six months removed of when Eddie Guerrero had died, too? Yeah, somewhere's around. And there. the last segment they played was Benoit winning the belt at WrestleMania 20, where he's so hugging Eddie belts. Guerrero at the end. And it was so surreal. It was one of the most surreal things that's ever happened. And then the next day, and the, and the truth of everything that happened with it was so terrible. Yeah, because um, there, there's always the, the conspiracy theory or the rumor that big man knew about it right before he went walked out. Yeah, but he did the show anyway because what are you supposed to do? Well, on East, they had the the ECW live on Tuesdays the next day, and he did a special thing before saying like he would never mention Benoit in any WWE programming ever again. After and he that. hasn't, and he hasn't, um, which is weird. It's not, it's not that I don't, I don't know how to talk about it. Because, yeah, I don't either. Because when people are upset about it, I completely get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you should. Be I don't know why. It. I'm not not upset about mm-hmm. it. It's just I was such a fan of his before it mm-hmm. that i can just see him for the performer before and separate it from that see, and i think if you can do that then that's fine even you go back to like the wcw days he was my one of my guys in wcw yeah. like i really liked him in mm-hmm. wcw and when he moved over to wwe i really liked yeah, him in eddie too. guerrero and that whole stuff that went on between you know them four like dean malenko and chris jericho and yeah. stuff like that I like that stuff a lot. And it's weird, like, um, I'd say two the two best tag team matches in the history of WWE are Chris Benoit teaming with Chris Jericho against Stone Cold and Triple, Triple H, H. Yeah. and then Chris Benoit teaming with Kurt Angle against Edge and Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. which you can't acknowledge at all on WWE television. It's the weirdness because of, of talking, listening to Chris Jericho's podcast uh, last week, and he's like, let's say my top 20 matches, okay? Mm-hmm. 
And if I wanted to get the list of WWE to put on my DVD, yeah, he's like twelve of those would have Chris Benoit in it. That's the thing. Like he, so he had his he he wrote the book uh, around the world and Spandex and a thousand something. Right. I can't remember exactly the title. Uh, his first book, and he it's about his journey from uh, Japan from just becoming a wrestler uh, to the WWE. Okay, and then his second book is about his first like run in WWE before he left in two thousand and five. And when he put out his, um, like the WWE has like their documentary style, like collections for the wrestlers, his video is like almost verbatim his first two books. It's just going over every single point that he goes on in the books he wrote about himself, except the chapters where he talks about Chris Benoit are omitted, which are a big deal. It's weird. Like when he, when he talks about getting to the WWE, he talks about how um, he didn't really have a rivalry. He kept messing up. He was his style from WCW was clashing with mm-hmm. the yeah. WWE guys. He was getting a lot of heat. A lot of people didn't want to work with him because he wasn't putting guys over the right way. Um, and then he got into a program with China. And then he talks about that he almost was gone from the company after that, and that his rivalry with Stephanie McMahon really kind of brought him to the forefront. And then that brought him into the, like the undisputed title. And I'm thinking like. That's like a that's like a year and a half gap between China and his stuff as undisputed champion. What you had to have been doing something else. And then the truth is that he was having this very long, year long, uh, old school technical wrestling rivalry for the Intercontinental Title with Chris Benoit that you can't talk about. And it's one of the best things that I think he's ever done. And it really is. I don't know if the word is sad. It's just weird to like not to well, to omit things from history. Even like in Chris. Jericho and, and then other people I've heard, Dave Meltzer or anything like that, that were really big fans of him. If somebody asks you favorite ladder matches. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chris Jericho and Ben Wallace comes to your head, but you can't say that answer. If you were if you were on WWE TV, exactly. Oh, no, no. Anywhere's not. Anywhere. Anywhere's you just feel bad about it. Like, you feel, oh, you, it, it has an asterisk next to it no exactly. matter what. Yeah. Which is a weird... It, I'm, I'm saying that's completely justified. I'm, I'm not like seeing... Not, but I'm not about like forgetting history. No, yeah. So at the same time, there's no like justifying or raising that dude up or anything because in in my book, piece of shit, you know, obviously. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Um, but the wrestling of them, it's just weird. That it's been ten years. Yeah. The biggest fans I was of, and everybody was. And it's the it's the weirdness of seeing wrestlers do stuff now that I know they watched Christian Benoit do, but yeah. they can't say that. Exactly. It's like um. It happened in 2007, so that was up through WrestleMania 23. Mm-hmm. The Benoit World Title win was at 20, and for the three years between them, every wrestler that did like press junkets, interviews, talking about WrestleMania stuff like that, the go-to match that everyone mentioned about their favorite WrestleMania moment was Chris Benoit winning the World Championship mm-hmm. WrestleMania 20 because yeah. it was that big of a deal that he wrestled for 20 years and finally won the big one. And it was like it's like what they did with bret hart at 10 and what they would go on to kind of tell the story with the daniel bryan at 30 that underdog story but i think it was the best telling of that he won the royal rumble from number one Mm -hmm. it was just wrestling storytelling really at its best and to omit it as if it didn't happen is they do that at like you know when brock lesnar left when kurt angle left they were it's as if they never existed hulk hogan Hogan, went to tna and then now he's like number 75 on top hundred lists of wrestlers which just seems so i don't like it when the politics of it i understand it but then it just distracts this one's justifiable, from me no. it's just a yeah well so it really is such a horrible thing that happened but it doesn't change what happened in the ring before it right. you know 
So it, it's the, it's that balancing act. Do you do you keep talking about the wrestler Chris Benoit, yeah. and then forget everything else that he's done in his life? It's hard for me, especially well as a wrestling fan. If I wasn't as hardcore of a wrestling fan as I am, I think that I probably would be on the other side of it. It's just I have too many favorite matches that involve Chris Benoit that are part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's like seeing some of the terrible things that have happened to the Power Rangers or anything that happened mm-hmm. to anybody later when as it, the stuff that happens as a kid you really can't touch it 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 might ruin it for you as an adult but once you go back and watch that thing it's like you you go back to where you were when you experienced it so anything that happens after it or at least for me doesn't affect it so when if somebody asks me my favorite matches i typically will mention like you got to watch every Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit match. Mm. And I don't even think about it does, it doesn't the aspect register. of the Benoit thing. Yeah. I was collecting uh, figures in 2007 for the first time, uh, WWE figures. And one of the first things I thought about, which is terrible, was that they're going to pull all the Chris Benoit figures. So I actually went to K&B like a week later trying to find any. And they had like a, a discount bin where they put all this up and I found a Chris Benoit figure and when I brought it up to the front, they were the lady was scanning it, and it wouldn't register the figure. And she had to actually call her manager over. And she didn't say anything. It was all in her face. And what I read on her face was, oh, crap, we missed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they weren't, they were supposed, they like they literally told them, pull all of those figures down. And that was more surreal than anything. It was just like the realness of that, like, Did they sell the it urgency. You? They sold it to okay. me, and so I have it. But that kind of weird, like panic button of like we have to erase him from existence yeah, as yeah. quickly as possible felt so weird and and it's something jericho talks about he's like will there ever be the statue of limitations about the subject yeah you know, know. will you know 20 years from now 10 years from now 20 years after it happened you know whatever wwe put out a dvd well it's will it not be so bad to talk about because this is actually a subject that we have avoided on this podcast oh, a yeah. few times. Because and that's but we ha- and we've talked about it because it's hard not to mention mm-hmm. Chris Benoit if you're a, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan just right. because he's done so much, been so much, had such an impact on the business. Uh, before that happened, like all 2007 JBL on SmackDown commentary, every single match Benoit had, he'd go top ten greatest wrestler of all time, mm-hmm. Chris Benoit, every match. Because he really was. He was. And then for that to suddenly like tomorrow, if you found out I don't even I don't I don't even know how to talk about it. It's just like it's just especially if you're someone who wasn't there listen like a fan now, I can't think of anybody now that if something like where they just erased them, if they were gone tomorrow. That's I it's just it's weird. Yeah. It's when weird. people are older and they pass away, it's different. When Eddie Guerrero died, it just felt so out of nowhere. And then to have that happen with Benoit so soon afterwards, and then it's like everyone had that gut punch initially that just that he was gone, and that's why that raw is so weird. I have a I have a video VHS tape Do copy still? of it that I have, <laughs> right. which is one you know I don't you're never gonna be able to see footage of it on the WWE Network when they play 2007. They skip that raw. I think they actually play like a montage of like the best of Raw thing that for that week. Really. So You'll never seen it. Let's go ahead and get off this really deep, heavy. 
conversation. Yeah. How do y'all feel about Crispin Wall? And this is the subject of talking about yeah. these matches are uh, obviously uh, not justifying or no, 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 not at all. Yeah, uh, um, having the conversation about them, but it it's part of wrestling history. And if you're a wrestling fan, you can't ignore Crispin Wall, uh, yeah. unfortunately. And I would be completely. Or can you? I, mean, I can guess, you? The, I guess yeah. that's the question, yeah. really. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on, and we're going to talk about. WWE Battleground. Battleground. Um, so this this <laughs> pay per view is getting a lot of flack, and probably justifiably. Well, as is, yeah. uh, first of all, I think every WWE pay per view gets a lot but of this flack one is, lately. Like, but loosely, this one, we're on the side of like, yeah. uh, you know, everybody else hated, it, but we we thought it was okay. This one was, I was just not into. It was nothing. flat. I don't know why. It doesn't. Like, I, I can't never... point to you why. No, I, I don't even want to try because I can't think of. I just was not. I never play on my phone. Like I, I'm very conscious of whenever I have my phone in my hand, yeah. just because that's what I do for a living. I'm electronic repair. I played on my phone the whole entire time. Yeah, and I never knew that. Yeah, ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you read the if reading the matches, it's a solid show. It's a great show, <clears> I think. Yeah, and then it's weird because. It... I'm 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 kind of surprised by it, but not surprised about it. But the New Day Uso match was the best match of the whole entire night. Yeah, I mean, it's not for better or for worse. I'd say the two best tag teams in WWE the last five years at least. Yeah, um, yeah prolific. Yeah. You know, are the New Day and the Usos. Mm-hmm. So not the two surprising of them, to you, or well, I'm just I mean. They have the most longevity. They've mm. had the most title. You know, New Day is the longest reigning tag champs ever. The Uso had pretty much been the standard tag team before them. So a rivalry between the two of them, even though I guess no one really thinks of them as like, is the two best tag teams in the WWE against each other for the last few years. So that should be an excellent, you know, kind of confrontation. And I thought it was really good. I really yeah, liked it. Was good. it. Yeah. I really like the Usos, um, since they've turned heel. Yeah, um, um, they were. I liked them when they were faces. They were just starting to get flat. Yeah. So they've got you know the um the one day ish. I don't know what about the swagger of like they just want to beat people up. Or they you know give me some flack for, it, but they I keep they reminded me of the Briscoes to from, some uh, extent from uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Just, just less just, redneck. Oh yeah, <laughs> Samoan. You know S- Samoan neck. Nah. Uh, the uh. But yeah, uh, I think the New Day are due to be doing something else. So I didn't think they were going to win the belts, but I'm not surprised that they won the tag So uh, Natalia won the yeah, that the, was also uh, weird. Number I, one contender for Naomi's women's championship belt for SummerSlam. For SummerSlam, too. so it's going to be Natty versus Naomi. I mean, they haven't had a match between the two of them, and they both have the ability to put on a good match. I just feel like. I mean, for whatever reason, I just haven't really been feeling the glow, but I know that people have been. She seems yeah. to have momentum. But Natty, I mean, hasn't been relevant in, a, unfortunately, a long, long time. time. Yeah. Well, her character's been all over the place since yeah. they turned her heel. Guess she's still heel? Yeah. I think if but they she's just, just more annoying I just than really anything. Would, if they just made her... They, they keep trying to dress her up into all these different things. I think they just said that she was just... I'm a heart, so I can beat people up and just let her beat people up. The, the problem right. with that is there's only they have a limited women's division. Yes, yeah, she can beat up um, four people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, you can only tell that story for so long. You have to have a, a broader character, which is, but that's just never really, I guess, been where Natalia has shined. She's a technician, uh, but I think that they can have a good match. I just it didn't excite me. I the whole show I was kind of like, yeah. So eh, then uh, yeah. the one match that I was I was going to pay attention to and I did pay attention to. 
had the screwiest ending. Oh my god, the, the Kevin Owens, Kevin and Owens and AJ Styles match. What the hell was that ref bump? Don't know. Was did somebody who somebody messed, messed up what? Up. I yeah. don't know. And I can't. And I watched it over again, and I still can't tell who messed up and where it was. Well, because okay, so you have you have Chris Jericho who came back on SmackDown. Yeah. You have the tension that they're building with Kevin Owens and Shane, which I think will lead to something. Maybe at SummerSlam. Maybe that's after, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. But I understand the idea of wanting to take the belt off, put the belt on Kevin so that you can take it off of him in a more dramatic way, which kind of, then I don't understand why they put the belt on AJ. Right I'm not. I'm not really sure how, I don't know. Because it's almost like AJ shouldn't have won the belt at Battleground, like at all. Like he was supposed to keep it. And then they fixed it on SmackDown. It was the three-way. Maybe that is, maybe that's what it you was. Know? Like maybe they screwed it was... up so bad, it's like, oh no. Kevin Owens wasn't supposed to win a battleground. Do you think that that's possible? That's what it was. That they just like and maybe there's video of AJ being in the ring after like the cameras are already at a commercial. Yeah, and he's pissed. Well, I thought it was so weird because so they had the camera angle where it was. It looked to me like it was a double pin where AJ thinks yeah, he's pinning yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. and Kevin is pinning AJ and the ref only sees AJ's shoulders because he's on the other but side. But he's on so the other he side now. Like the referee's on the other side of he can't even but see. But then it's AJ's but it's shoulders. not even that. It's that then they did the the commentary did not talk about maybe this was a miscommunication. Yeah, they didn't do any replays to show that well, the ref didn't do messed any replays up. Replays because I think it was a screw up. It's not the first time. I mean, they yeah. a few months ago with the Luke Harper AJ Styles thing where they yeah. they tried to do the double fall out of the ring. Um, those are tricky because if you mess them up, then it, then it really screws everything up. And John Cena. I mean, I know that the refs are supposed to count to three. If the, no if the referee, if the if the performer doesn't kick out, that's on them. You don't mess but up. But he couldn't even see if AJ kicked out or not. If you go back and look, well, at no, but it, he's no, he's on the side where you see AJ. He's not on Kevin's side, so he couldn't see Kevin's shoulders down. I thought it was the opposite way. I think it was the way where he saw AJ's. That's why I was thinking. I thought that they were going to show that he only saw. AJ's shoulders, and then they would replay that Kevin's were down too, so mm-hmm. Shane would come out and restart the match, yeah, right, right. or say that AJ gets a rematch yeah. on SmackDown. Anyway, it doesn't even matter. The announcers handled it wrong. Yeah, They handled it wrong. AJ, it, which made me start thinking it was a story, it was a work, because AJ lost his mind. Well, it was also that they knocked the referee down, yeah, what was and the then point he of that? was coming too for like a solid minute, waiting for them to get to like a certain point? spot that yeah. didn't come. Happen. I don't understand. I'm so confused. I can't figure... I mean, I don't know. If- I'm happy, like, uh, Chris Jericho's back. That was a big surprise to me. And then, like we mentioned earlier, they went into SmackDown, and the main event was AJ winning the belt back. But it's just, this is the second AJ Styles-Kevin Owens match where it ends where you're kind of like... Who won? What, uh, what happened? What happened? Yeah. That's it? You're not supposed to say that's it with Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. We're not going to talk about the John Cena and Rusev match. Oh my God. It was a match. It was exactly how I thought it was going to be. I already said what I said about things being on polls when we talked about <laughs> yeah. Alexa Bliss and Bailey, And clearly they learned their lesson from that with this match. So the main event, which everybody else is really hating on. I didn't think it was all that bad. It was Jinder and Randy Orton in the prison Pujambi... Punjabi. Punjabi. You can't say uh, Punjabi? No, uh, and prison match. <laughs> so the stipulations it's of not the, the match is... Punjabi in prison match, Chris. It's the Punjabi prison match. There was a Punjabi in the match, and he was in a prison. So there was a Punjabi in prison. He's he's. But it's the Punjabi prison. He's from Canada. Um. <laughs> so 
The stipulations of the gates opening, they only open for six. Had you ever seen a Punjabi prison? This is my first one, actually. It's only the third one. Yeah, the the, first two were. Well, so the first one was supposed to be Kali and Undertaker. Mm -hmm. And then Kali, I guess, was just not up for that that kind of match. So they just, like, shoehorned Big Show. It was the weirdest thing where, like, Undertaker, I think, attacked the great Kali backstage. And then the Big Show who was ECW champion, attacked The Undertaker. Okay. And then he got put in the match, and I don't know, something like that. So Holla, the... holla, holla. Um, <laughs> the whole match wasn't that bad. Um, well, no, but... this is the, what do you expect? What? Yeah, it, is that... this match was exactly, it was exactly it's what it was Orton going to be. Yeah. And Jinder Mahal, which both of them are great workers. I mean, they're good workers and everything like that, and they're in, able to put on a interesting match. The stipulation to the match is stupid, but well, they was, were fine well, in I don't, it. Well, I don't mind matches where you have a lot of ridiculous rules. It, it was like really, really... Match? It was super duper overbooked. Yeah, it was, yeah. But that's very... What people... When people's like, oh, in the Attitude Era, it's like, in the Attitude Era, they had stuff like this happening mm-hmm. literally right. every match. So if you don't like that kind of thing, you do not like the Attitude Era. I thought it was... I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, The Great Kali coming back and... Which... I knew whatever shape I knew that was. It, it, it was like the it was the least surprising, surprising thing yeah. that I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, and then I don't know. Like it happened, and I'm like, okay, that happened. And is he gonna? He wasn't he's on not SmackDown. even back. I don't think. Like they announced, the, he he they put him on the website as mm-hmm. an active wrestler, which that's laughable. He um, wasn't an active wrestler when he wasn't active exactly. Wrestler. <laughs> um, but I I don't know if he they're just probably gonna use him for every once in a while and he'll come back and do his stupid karate chop thing. well i was gonna say i i do actually i really enjoyed his vignettes where they would just put different fruits in front of him and he would just smash them with his hands <laughs> to put over his kali vice i actually really liked all that. so i'm glad on smackdown they're actually moving away from it they didn't mention kali no. or randy orton at all yeah i'm which i'm glad because i'm i'm we were talking about it before we got on there. I don't mind Jinder having the belt, but I'm sick of Jinder and Randy thing. But like that, I want yeah, that, that to go away. The, yeah, that's the blow off. So, so you can get Randy versus Great Kali because Great Kali costs Obviously, the match. Yeah. that's what needs to happen. Actually, we're going to uh, take a break and we'll come back talking about SmackDown. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. We already have. You're my wrestling family. I just assume that we all yeah, know. Yeah, no. We missed yeah. last week and we missed everything. So yeah. what we were just talking about before we came back from the break. Hello, we're back. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Kurt Angle storyline finally got yeah. released while we were gone. And it wasn't. It uh, wasn't anything anybody said. It wasn't said. Stephanie McMahon. It wasn't um, Carter from uh, TNA. Like and everybody it, thought it was going to be. And it wasn't even Chad Gable. I'm very confused. Yeah, it's um, um it, it's Jason Jordan's his well, son. <laughs> I feel like so have you I seen I feel bad for Gable. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he okay, the one okay. that's a really big fan well, of yeah, the yeah. Angle? Well he's the Olympic he's the one that they get the Gable. Yeah, yeah. You know, um the Olympic athlete. Um uh I think Jordan actually did try out to be in the Olympics. He just didn't, okay. he didn't get it. I'm sure he, he liked um, Kurt Angle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like Kurt Angle? Um so are you familiar with the Booker T, Queen Charmella, Kurt Angle rivalry from 2004 or something no, like that? Okay, I was already out by then. So SmackDown from a few years ago, Kurt Angle and Booker T had a rivalry. with And uh, at the time, his wife, his real wife in real life, mm-hmm. uh, Charmelle, was like his valet. And he got into a rivalry with Kurt Angle where the... <laughs> This is so horrible to say. Okay. Uh, he he thought that Charmel was... He kept calling her a gutter slut. Okay. Which they would always bleep afterwards. Which I was like, I don't know if that's like a... It's not a it's curse not a bad word, word. But it just but seems it's like nice. it's such a terrible thing to say now. <laughs> and then he would like accost her backstage and then like yelling at the camera to Booker T that he wants like the quote is he just looks at the camera and goes like Booker T I want to have sex with your wife and then like tries to <laughs> her backstage or wow. something nice which uh... was it was all really not cool like very like we pretend that didn't happen kind of a storyline so then a few years ago when American Alpha started becoming a big deal there's a there's a, like a meme where it's Kurt Angle and Charmel next to each other, and then a picture of Jason Jordan between them. Do you think that's where they got the idea? From? And I swear to God, I feel like someone like backstage showed it to Vince McMahon, and he laughed like, really idea. hard and went, "That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing." <laughs> How do we get Curry? I back? really <laughs> think that that's <laughs> no, 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 like not. I mean, that'd be hilarious. If that no, but I mean, but I, I, it really wouldn't surprise me if that. It's weird like, to see source. like they did the Miz TV. And to see Kurt Angle completely dissolved on this story that everybody oh, knows is bullshit. I love Kurt Angle. That's why Kurt Angle, other than the fact that he's an Olympic gold medalist, yeah. one of the greatest in-ring workers of all time. Obviously. The reason he's one of the best of all time, why it was so he sad commits. that they would not acknowledge, is that he commits. He commits. He is such a great performer. When he announced that Jason Jordan was his son, the crying that he did, oh my god, it was amazing. Even Jason Jordan isn't selling it like I no, feel he should. Yeah, no. but Kurt Angle's like <laughs> But he's making down. up for it, yeah. yeah. it's awesome. Um, the storyline, I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's stupid. It's wrestling stupid, and I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. wondering where it's going to go. 
Um, well, it's like it's so Edge and Christian were brothers yeah, for a and few then they years, completely forgot about and then that. they're not. Yeah. I, but still, canon is that Undertaker and Kane are brothers. Exactly. Yeah. And does that mean that officially Undertaker was set up to kill his parents, but then Kane really did, and then Paul Bearer adopted Kane, and that they both actually have supernatural powers? So ten years from now, and Jason Jordan is still around, is he still going to get questions like, "How's your dad?" I really want them to change. They need to go all out. He needs to start wearing red, white, and blue tights. He needs to change his name to Jason Angle. So, is this mean like American <laughs> Alpha is gone? I actually think that it's possible, which I might not be, might not be true. That this might be a, or they can always write it out when they want to change it. That he's not really his son. I mean, I know that we all know he's not really his son, but in the storyline, that it'll reveal that like Chad Gable really is Kurt Angle's son, and Jason lied about it to like get the one up on it and then is blackmailing chad to keep quiet that seems like the kind of thing that they'll do with it because whenever they have maternity angles that's always right what happens is that it's never oh, you didn't wh- hear gable is actually uh daniel bryan's son. there you go exactly did you see they did go. that no, daniel bryan Daniel bryan uh, held up the fraternity test and everything oh my god <laughs> when did they do this it was on twitter uh oh, wow. it was like uh it was their uh down smack uh talk that they're doing on they Twitter. They canceled Talking Smack. Yeah, they did. While we were gone, they did that. i never seen in one episode, so I can't really be too mad about it. I watched every episode. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Um, they have the three-way with um, Roman, Samoa. No, 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 no. That's not happening until next week. Okay, they have They had a three-way promo. Yeah, and then um, the, they announced at SummerSlam it's going to be a four-way between... Which is crazy. Yeah. You don't um, see Brock and Minnie, like, triple threat or uh, four four-way matches or anything and like when that he, but when he when he is in them they're always really good really um mm-hmm. he his match with cena and seth rollins from a few years ago oh yeah that was, was really good ones. yeah that was and good. then um he had one with kurt angle and big show that was also really good and the one he had with roman reigns and dean was okay where roman got to fight triple h at wrestle oh yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah i think it'll be interesting i think it's weird because it seems like so many um matches like, SummerSlam has become such a big show that they want to get everybody on it, and it seems like the easy way to do this is to make matches fatal four ways. But it's harder, like, if you had a show where all the undercard were, like, multi-man matches, but the main event was one-on-one, that would work. But if, like, the main event is a fatal four-way, it feels like nothing else really on the show could be like that. So, like, I don't know what they're going to do with the tag titles or things like that but yeah we'll that's the rumor actually that the shield's gonna go for the raw tag team wow really yeah if dean wins the tag titles he'll be a grand slam champion yeah yeah which would be cool and then the, the other rumor this is dirt sheet stuff uh jason jordan goes to the miz after this jason right angle versus the miz yeah jason angle <laughs> i like that yeah i like so that. yeah that's what's happened on raw raw was actually good this week i actually kind of enjoyed it uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been better than some of the older ones that we've been getting but raw's been progressively better for the past like got, three, I mean, week, three weeks i think um characters seem to have more direction on raw than mm. they seemed to a few weeks ago yeah I which is better yeah. and then smackdown i thought this week was smackdown lot, was really I good smackdown week. was better than battleground to be honest well smack it's not harder to be better battleground battle that's harsh Since battleground wasn't bad it was just it, was, it wasn't good no it fell flat yeah. um, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, so SmackDown, some of the, the highlights, obviously, for me, I'm a big Nakamura fan. We are big Nakamura fans, obviously. Well, who's not a Nakamura fan? Uh, he, they announced the match was him and John Cena next week. That's going to be so great. I hope. 
I, I hope they, they had really a mat- go. The, uh, like last year, they were doing a tour in Hawaii, I think, and oh yeah, they, they had did. a match yeah, with Nakamura. Yeah. And the, and from what I remember is that that it was a good match, mm-hmm. like that they had good chemistry. So some one of the the things about Nakamura, which they've been trying to downplay by casting him in the book of colorful characters of SmackDown, where he's really not the standout performer that they had before, which I uh, was worried about, is that he has a style that doesn't necessarily mesh and he's kind of he doesn't kick people nearly as hard as you know that he Not can um but i think that style will really work really well with Cena. i thought his match with baron corbin yeah, uh, it wasn't bad. yeah. Uh, he made i think he made baron corbin look better than yeah, baron corbin's ever looked yeah. so i think next week and then aj styles versus kevin owens next week it, too it's it'll it'll never change at least it hasn't changed yet my favorite nakamura match in america is Sami Zayn. yeah his first, his it's, first, is his it's best. when he still had his style. I was there. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that was the only one where he really did Nakamura went full out. Yeah. And to be fair, it's it's not a horrible thing to say. Hey, don't try and cave their chest. Oh no, in no, I, I completely agree that yeah. he, like, you go look at some of his New Japan matches and you're like, he really just kicked him. Yeah. Like he, we don't want MMA. It's no, wrestling. I, well, I I like I like strong style. I yeah. like New Japan, so I don't, I don't mind it. But I don't want to see everybody get hurt from Nakamura. And I'm sure yeah. Nakamura doesn't want to hurt everybody because no. Americans are weak. <laughs> Damn. And John Cena is an American. If you didn't know by him putting that American flag into that ridiculously red, white, and blue flag post, have you been enjoying? We haven't talked about this. Have you been enjoying? Uh, Maria and Mike Canales. Man, um, it and take this as <laughs> is nice as because uh, you're gonna hate what I'm about to say. I think I feel so bad for people that instantly get put on the show and have such that kind of uh character or program. Oh, I, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. So it's, it's so, never gonna go nowhere. Now, well, so personally, I don't agree. So that's the thing. Never going anywhere. So, um. I voted for Maria in the Diva Search. Good <laughs> like, God. That's how long ago that was. I really like Maria just because she's pretty. And um, when she went to Ring of Honor, the first Ring of Honor show I ever went to was when she was first doing that stuff with Mike Bennett. And it's weird. When they left Ring of Honor, what, like a year ago, they went to TNA. But when they showed up on SmackDown at what, like the last, not Battleground, but um, at Money in the Bank. Nobody knew I was they like, were. what have you been doing for this last year, I'm like, oh, was. they were in TNA. You well, you don't. She's the first lady of wrestling. She yeah. was in New Japan. Well, oh yeah, she, she was. Had, was uh, a, um, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, or, they had all, yeah. the kingdom had a big rivalry with because mm-hmm. uh, Carl Anderson is in love with Maria. I haven't seen think, some of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I don't think that Michael Bennett is like a ridiculously great worker or anything, but I like this I like is, them together. I'm pretty sure this is my first match I ever seen oh, of him was yeah. uh, Sammy from uh, yeah. Battleground. Yeah, but I like it. It's great they to were, see Sammy win uh, a pay per view match. Yeah. It's like they the were, person forever. They were in a faction in Ring of Honor with Adam Cole. Okay. And right. uh, at one point, Matt Hardy was in that group with them, too. All right. So if there are even any more signs that Adam Cole's coming to WWE. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fischer are in NXT now. So. Do, you, do you think NXT first before he goes to WWE, or did yeah. you put him on? Okay. No, Because yeah. I, I keep waiting to hear about it, because I'm way behind on NXT, as usual. Because I keep waiting to, on thursday morning to wake up and be like adam cole baby, baby. whatever they're yeah. gonna call them um yeah. they need to keep they're gonna keep him adam cole 
Of course. Okay. I mean, I I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but you, uh, I you would, would try. He, would, he would try to do that. He's done built a name on. You can't Adam do. Cole. You can't say Adam Cole, baby, unless your name is Adam Cole, baby. Adam Dole, as opposed to Alistair Black, where they did that so that people literally can't say Tommy fucking end at him, <laughs> because that's a chant they don't want replicated. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then, okay, of course, at the end of SmackDown, Chris Jericho came back. There was a triple threat match between Kevin Owens. Which was AJ. so random. <laughs> and that's the second time. So when, because Jericho, so Evan, Kevin Owens won the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Yes. Then at Extreme Backlash? What was the pay-per-view that happened after WrestleMania? There's so many damn. I don't remember. Whatever. It's Ke- uh, I think it was Extreme Rules then. Uh, Chris Jericho wins the belt back. And then on the SmackDown right after that, he lo- loses it back to Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Chris Jericho was gone. And there's a second time where... They had the title switch at the pay per view and then back again on SmackDown, which I thought was was cool. But as you said, like I think it might be because they, I think they, did were, some, fixing some, they were fixing something. That they Do you think they pr- the brought uh, Jericho in? Was he planned to be there before? Do you think it was like a one off thing? And it was, he was like, just there to make it seem less like, like they're hey, fixing their mess like up. We we need somebody else involved in there to to raise it up. Know. I don't Maybe. know. They've he's done still that there. with him before. He's he's done one-off things a he lot. said on uh instagram i'm back back Baby. like i'm back back yeah but he lies all the yeah time. i know he lies he said he wasn't gonna wrestle anymore yeah. for a while he so. said that several times uh but i thought the triple threat match was really really yeah good. it was really um, good um the, the finish was uh uh surprising the, and much better than battleground yeah wait um. <laughs> because I, I saw what happened there but it was so so the best part was so kevin tried to do the same thing where he threw AJ out of the ring and then tried to cover Chris right. at earlier in the match and then it didn't work. So then when AJ did it to him and then he did win, I was pulling my hands on my head just like Kevin Owens because it just seems like it really did seem like such a dick thing to do, actually. And then it's like everything that Kevin said to Shane McMahon before the match happened was like, you know, it doesn't seem like that happens as often as yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, say yeah. that yeah, it will, yeah. that somebody it's pins always, the other person. The announcer's always like, oh, the, the guy doesn't have to be pinned to lose the belt. Remember that. Remember yeah. that. Remember yeah. that because we're going to say it four more times. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm so used to it, but it's just it's really insulting when you think about how often they explain they the rules explain of the wrestling. Rules to you. And I think because they explain to you so often, you just force yourself to forget them so you're not as I'm an- numb annoyed by most it. of the yeah. time. Because I don't even, sometimes, it, depending on the uh, the announcing team or who the announcer is, it's background noise I, most I, of the time. I watch the pay-per-views with like my friends and family almost every every time. Mm. And every time there's a triple threat match, someone goes, okay, so now in a triple threat match, does the champion have to be pinned to lose like it's whoever wins and i was like question. are you messing no. with me like for crying out loud do we not oh, somebody, know oh, like, no, somebody someone, in your someone family. genuinely oh, okay. asks that yeah so it's like <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so in a tag match they have to they have to touch each other before the other person can get in but if they're both attacking at the same time that's can, not allowed can they, right can they both get in the ring at the same yeah. time can they tag each other at the same time? And so I was like, well, no, that referee is counting at them, so they're bending the rules. They're not breaking it yet. All that kind of just... It's, it's just you know. So uh, maybe there's a point to explaining the rules every single time. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I mean, there was no James Ellsworth, but it was a pretty good show. He's suspended. Still. Yeah. She, uh, Carmella's wearing a freeze... Uh, the show's struggling without him, but it's but it's doing all right. A free uh, Ellsworth? Did you see Yeah, I shirt? did see that, yeah. <laughs> I thought of you instantly. That's the thing. So I almost thought, because gender... Jinder isn't strong enough yet to have what I would call... I really think that he should beat Cena. I think that Cena's going to win, because I think Nakamura's going to fight AJ Styles for the U.S. title. Does I think, Cena go over clean over Nakamura? No, Cena's not... Um, no... See? That's where, that's where my problem goes. 
But then does Nakamura, Nakamura go clean? Yeah, over? Nakamura can. You're go right. Over I didn't clean. think about that. Nakamura, if he if he loses, it'll be his first loss. Yeah, but it would be his first loss. It would be on TV, and it would be to Cena. So it's not like it hurts him. Yeah, but at the same time, you just you just had they if they do this, they just had what everybody complains about about John Cena. But if he, I don't think it's Nakamura, be Nakamura can go, versus Jinder. Though. I think it could be. I really, I really do. I don't I, think I that's think the way. Vince's, I don't think that's what you follow up him. I think in Vince's Orton. head, that's not a good poster. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not a good it's, poster. It's not a good poster right well, now. Well, it's because they're too. This is not the right time for them. They're right, both. Right. They're both in growing, going up the mountain. They're not. They're not at the top of where they need to be to fight each other yet. There's a lot of problems with this because if Cena goes gender, over clean over Nakamura. I will be. I'll, I'll be fucking pissed. It won't piss me off. It will. It, I think it's. I think it's stupid. But I also think yeah, yeah, that it's, it's wrestling stupid. and it wins no, I mean, and losses don't really reco- matter. If you lose, who hasn't true, lost to John Cena? That's my point. Nakamura that, should be different. I've been you saying want John, Nakamura. You want Nakamura to be the one person who's never lost to John Cena? Yeah, fine. I, but I'm. I'm just saying that. Wait, like, why not? Can, can Nakamura get one thing right? If Nakamura can loses to Cena, get... but then beats AJ Styles in a five-star classic match at SummerSlam, I don't become US s- champion and is US champion for a year until he gets the rematch with AJ Styles at WrestleMania next year, and they have an even better match. That's horrible. That's because he lost to Cena. That's not bad. But they okay. haven't done any kind of build-up work between AJ and. They haven't done any build-up work for Nakamura against Jinder either, though. Yeah. That's my point. And it doesn't play the whole foreigner thing because how do you have a foreigner versus a foreigner at SummerSlam? He's Canadian. <laughs> okay. So Still anyway. two different countries. I think that the way Jinder will lose, he's got to fight Orton, puts him over. He fights Cena, Cena puts him over. You get put over by Cena and Orton, now you're established as a top guy. So then he'll fight somebody, I would love it to be Sami Zayn. Somebody <laughs> underappreciated where you go, I've beaten, and you can say, I beat John Cena, I beat this guy, you're nobody. And then Sammy says, hey, I beat you on the Raw after WrestleMania. Beats him, and then Sami Zayn gets to hold up the belt for 10 seconds before Baron Corbin cashes in, and then Baron Corbin's champion until next year. That's how it works. Yeah, I, I would feel really bad for Sami Zayn. So you gotta get the that belt That actually off. makes a lot That's of what sense. I'm saying. But yeah. they're not, and I mean, you could do that with Cena, too. Yeah. You could have Cena be gender, and then Baron be, cashes he, in on Cena. And this is 17th, right? Belt. Yeah, it would be his yeah. 17th belt. But that's the thing. Like, I don't. Do you want to make him a 17-time champion and the reign Beating lasts like gender? not that long? You know, or not? I don't even care about that. I'm saying that the next chance, the whoever beats Gender should be a babyface, and whoever that babyface is is going to get cashed in by Baron Corbin. Is what I think will happen. And I don't know if John Cena needs to be that person. Whether or not that matters to them, uh, <laughs> need uh, isn't necessarily the, the thing. They, dude, didn't it? Wasn't it Cena that uh, Miz cashed in on? Yeah. And uh, no, no, Miz cashed in on... Damien Sandell cashed in on Cena. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Same person. Miz cashed in on Mizdow. Randy Orton. Okay. All right, all right. All right, anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, close up the podcast. I'm sorry about missing last week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be better. So uh, I am the new champion until SummerSlam. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, Chris. You. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your shit belt that's uh, broken. Uh, go I follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The stupid uh, belt. <laughs> Doesn't if you're fit. listening to us on iTunes, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Uh, write something really nice or really dickish, whatever, whatever you're feeling, whatever mm-hmm. makes you makes it happy. Uh, next week we're gonna talk about the G1, G1. climax. So the G1 Huge stuff camp. is we've been trying to avoid it because there's just so much of it right now. So once it's all over and we absorbed everything in, um, we're gonna talk about the U.S. shows, 
the which didn't have any G1 matches at all uh, and, and the tournament yeah. so next week will definitely be uh, New Japan heavy so everybody that bitches and complains about it every time we talk about it expect that next week just yeah. to let you know just so you know uh, so we've been your hosts I am Snarf Chris I'm Sam Jericho and uh, we'll see you next week <laughs>